bewildered his wife, father, and children. Then he put something in his mouth and swallowed. Chapter 2 Mondorf-les-Bains The airplane, a little Piper L4, couldn't budge. Its sole passenger, Hermann Goering, former World War I ace, chief of the once fearsome Luftwaffe, and highest-ranking official of the Third Reich left alive, weighed too much for a safe takeoff. This was an unaccustomed lull for Goering. For weeks he had been in a state of continual movement, uncertainty, and danger. He had evacuated his beloved hunting retreat and party estate, Karenhall. He had endured forced confinement at Adolf Hitler's order after offering, heroically in his view, to take control of the Nazi government. Soon afterward, Goering learned of Martin Bormann's command to German forces to murder him, and he scrambled away from the custody of the Schutzstaffel, SS. Less than 48 hours before boarding the Piper, on the day before Germany's surrender, May 7, 1945, Goering had sent a letter across the disintegrating line of battle to the U.S. military command. He acknowledged Nazi Germany's imminent collapse— and offered to help the Allies form a new government of the Reich. U.S. Army Brigadier General Robert I. Stack marveled at the sender's audacity and was soon leading a convoy of soldiers in jeeps to capture him. They caught up with Goering's own procession of vehicles near the Austrian town of Radstadt. Goering was riding in a Mercedes-Benz equipped with bulletproof glass. The chauffeur nudged Goering and said, "'Here are the Americans, Herr Reichsmarschall.' Leaning toward his wife, Emmy, Goering said, I have a good feeling about this. Stack emerged from a U.S. Army car, and the men exchanged salutes. Goering and his wife, once one of the most powerful couples in Europe, had reached the end of their war. Emmy was in tears. This meeting with enemy officers on a road congested with refugees was certainly an extremely painful moment for us, she later wrote. Stack telephoned the field office of General Dwight D. Eisenhower, supreme commander of the Allied forces in Europe, with news of Goering's capture. Goering, who considered himself the most charismatic and internationally admired of the German leaders, believed Eisenhower would soon order his release. American soldiers escorted Goering and his family to Castle Fishhorn near Zellemsee where Goering joked with his captors as his family settled into rooms on the second floor and ate dinner with Stack. Goering told Emmy that he would leave the following day for his meeting with Eisenhower, but that he would soon return to her. "'Don't worry if I'm away for a day or two longer,' he said to her. After some reflection, he added, "'To tell the truth, I feel that things will be all right. Don't you think so?' Goering spent the night at the headquarters of the U.S. 7th Army at Kitzbühel, where he again asked for safe conduct and a meeting with Eisenhower. His captors told Goering it was unlikely such a meeting would ever happen. Yet Stack and his staff extended many courtesies to Goering. The Nazi leader drank champagne during receptions with American soldiers, posed for photographs and held a press conference, and was treated for one last time as the high-ranking representative of state that he believed himself to be.
The following morning, Gearing, dressed in his grey Luftwaffe uniform, was taken to the edge of a nearby airstrip, to the tight cabin of the Piper, where it became evident that the aircraft could not transport his 270-pound bulk. Someone found a slightly larger plane, a Piper L-5, which had the horsepower to carry the Nazi prisoner. Goering boarded and settled into the back seat, but another impediment to save travel arose. He could not stretch the passenger restraint around his belly. Goering held up the loose strap, shrugged, and said, Das gut, to the U.S. Army Air Corps pilot at the controls, Captain Bo Foster. Then, in a gesture of nonchalance, he leaned his elbow out the window and onto the fuselage as Foster taxied the plane onto the runway and it lifted into the air. The Piper flew for 55 minutes to Augsburg, Germany, where American intelligence officers of the 7th Army waited. Along the way, Goering and Foster mixed...